This call is being recorded. Hi, Chioma here. And I'm Mita. We're cousins and good friends who decided to turn our hours-long weekly phone calls into a podcast. Come into the room. Our open conversations are now open to you. In partnership with our friends at Yawa, this is Are You Me? This week... I was really thinking to myself that I know why the Bible says one will chase a thousand and two will chase ten thousand. <laughs> and what <laughs> I actually love and it. What was I also looking at? Houses. Yeah. Cause it's always about those houses where I'm just like, dang, like if I was in a two income household, these Bam. numbers, they don't look very bad. But with my one income your one whew, singular there is solo no way. No way. I this, I, I have these not, countries are not abuse for single people. Let's just say that. That's on period. I have nothing but envy for friends of mine who like live with their parents. Yeah. Like that singular line item, rent. Oh. It's the biggest <laughs> it, expense. It hurts. It hurts. I mean, I, I think I've told you about one of my friends where she was able to pay off her student loan really quickly and all that. And I was like, dang, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, but then I thought about it, like, she lived with a partner right out of school. Like, mm. I, was, I thought to myself, if I was only paying half my rent for all these years. Yeah. Please, that's more than an extra 12 grand every year that I freeze up for me. Like, if I've been putting on my loan, I'm pretty sure I, I could have probably paid off my student loan too by now. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, like, for me, it would be more than 12 grand a year, but let's just even say 12 grand a year. No. I mean, I think I could have finished paying off my student loan by now. Like, I said, I got around finally to doing my, just trying to be a responsible adult and, like, arranging my expenses, right? And really mm-hmm. understanding what am I spending money on? Because, if I'm honest, for all of 2020, I'm, I couldn't say... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what I was spending money on. I just see that it was going. And so I actually sat down and to like to actually understand it. And it's fine, but it would be way better if I wasn't paying rent. Like it's okay, but it's, it is just a big Oh, you didn't only chunk. half your rent. Think about it. Well, it yeah, and just I, half your rent. That changed dramatically last year. That's yeah. what I think that's what really shook me. I started the year and Every year up until last year, I'd been splitting rent for a place. Oh, right, because you had a roommate. Because I had a roommate. And then I, like, it doubled, man. My cost that I spend on my home doubled. And now as I contemplate another move, like, it's going up again. And it's just like, you know, you have to do all this rationalizing and be like, it's your home space, especially when you take the pandemic into account, like you're spending so much more time at home than you usually would. So it's not just like a roof over your head, a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like a place that you actually want to feel at home and feel comfortable. And also like living alone is cool and a special part of life and a special time of, like, you know, being being a certain age having a job that like allows you to do all these things and to afford things it is a nice moment of life but it costs a lot (laughs) and I would prefer it didn't tell me about yeah no and then you hear people talk about like 
it's like that running joke where your where your parents would be like, when I was your age, I'd already paid off my mortgage. I'd already done this. Like there's so much stuff that they can say. And it's like, yeah, because when you were my age, a house was like, they were giving them out for free, apparently. Right. Because you did, you literally didn't even have to be. Both of us are lucky and blessed enough to make good money that in any other time period would have gone way farther than it is yeah. than it's going right now. Fact. Like big fact. They really did it. Like the the amount of stuff that they could pull off. Like so many of us actually grew up in households where. Our par- like our parents kind of relied on the, the income of just one parent, you know, mm. like one person was making substantial monies. The other one was not necessarily or even just culturally, like only only the dad was working kind of vibe. And like these they will build their own house from scratch, buy land, like have money. You could live off one income and do stuff. But I know in North America and a lot of the Western world, like, well, that is I mean, not I think really even thing. now in Nigeria, I'm not sure that that's a thing quite as much anymore. Yeah. Do you know how expensive things are in Nigeria now? Yeah. Ooh. Inflation has, My days. has done its thing. <laughs> so I don't know that that's a thing that people can get by on anymore, even in Nigeria. I don't know what quarters are still a thing, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe they probably are, but not in any of the places that I call home. Yeah. And the the one I even hear with Nigeria more frequently now, especially with younger people, is like, many people are doing several things. Like, you don't just have one job. You're working at several things. You have your, you know, you have a full-time job and then your side hustle and all these other things. And the money... side hustle, Seth. And the money together still doesn't add up to like a singular income that you can can take care of yourself with i mean because even if you had a quote-unquote regular job they're not paying you on time they're owing you month salary like random nonsense the things i've heard from friends man like one of my friends her husband is a doctor can you just believe they have to pay for their own ppe yeah I know. That's and I'm like, what, wow. what do you mean? Like, doesn't the hospital have an incentive to make sure that the doctors are healthy? Like, how would you have them paying for their own protective equipment? That's what what sense is there in that? And that, that's like, the, the risk of that is so massive. It's like, you're putting the doctors at risk, you're putting patients at risk. Like I know, because, so her husband, like, she said, oh, yeah, my neighbor got COVID. Um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I like, hope you've been safe. She's like, oh, my husband was the one treating him. Oh, and my like, gosh. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, he should probably get tested. But apparently the tests are not even readily available, even for doctors. I'm like, but he's a doctor? No? Like, how? Huh? Make it make sense. And then that's when she was like, girl, they're even paying for their own protective equipment. And I'm like, huh? Again, no sense does this make zero the things she told me this is so infuriating the things she's so infuriating yeah like i don't even think this would be so offensive if everybody were poor and we were just managing the fact that we know that there's actually a wealth of resources and money being siphoned and pillaged by 
people who are already wealthy enough. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so annoying. Yeah. Like, they're being owed salary. They initially, during, like, the lockdown and stuff, they had given the doctors... Apparently, they're they're doing this to doctors in, like, the smaller hospitals, not, like, Mm -hmm. the bigger ones, right? Um, They had given them, like, some COVID relief money. The same way, like, the U.S. has some stimulus. Mm -hmm. Only, sis, they deducted the amount that they gave them out of a later salary. No... And then they didn't give them pay sleep. I mean, except she was lying to me, but why would she do that? (laughs) Like, why would she do that? And then she was telling me about one of, like, somebody else that we had gone to school with who is a nurse. And after they took out the money, what was left was pennies. Like, there's no way. I think it was like 30K left for a month. Like, how can an adult human being in Nigeria survive on 30K? So the 30k is 30,000 naira, which translates to about less than 75 US dollars. And realistically, you can buy about as much as you can with 75 US dollars with it. Like, by the time you even buy credits for your phone, what's remaining? This is so hurtful. A full-grown woman who, at this point, like, I don't know if she has children, but you know. Yeah. Like, just imagine... How did they Yo, when I heard these things, I was blown. I was blown. Like, like we see this, and and of course, it's it's horrific in Nigeria, where, like, especially because we know that it doesn't have to be like this. We know that the money is there and could be better sent and spe- better spent and better distributed. But again, it's like actually very very similar vibes in the U.S. Like the money that they make people spend on things that they shouldn't. Obviously, the healthcare conversation is a big part of mm-hmm. this, um, but even the education system conversation is a big part of this. Like, I watched this video. I think it was a TikTok, even, um, and someone basically asked, "Like, tell me something that you've learned from living abroad that kind of demonstrates to you that things are like crazy in the in the US." And a lady talked about how she went to go drop off her her kid at school or like well I think it was like first day of school or whatever and she, she so she goes to the school I think she was living in the Netherlands or something and she you know she was like oh so like where's the supply list and the the teachers there are like what do you mean by supply list and she's like you know the list of supplies of things that the kids need to you know for, for their activities and stuff for the year mm-hmm. and the teachers are just like um that's what school is for like we provide (laughs) supplies for the students like that's what we do and she was stunned because in the u.s like you do get these like long lists of supplies that you need to provide also in the u.s teachers use their money to buy supplies for their class every year without fail you see a new teacher go fund me like other teachers are saying like okay um my class needs this and yeah. then and then obviously the, the more lower income the area is like the worse it gets right while yeah. in in more privileged areas it's literally like a show off situation amongst the parents about, as to who mm-hmm. can donate the most to the school yeah so it's like you're just living in this duality like teachers barely get paid enough they um, don't not barely and then they'll use they'll be using their own money to be buying class supplies again on top of it it's so just wild. a shame 
and and the the way money is set up in this world is crazy like obviously i'm not i'm not opposed to anybody wanting to work hard and get rich but the reality of the situation is that so much about being rich is unconnected to working hard it's unfortunate mm. but it's just true Isn't that the truth like i was watching a reality tv show on netflix this week i don't know if you've seen it i think it's called bling empire it's positioned as like a reality tv version of crazy rich asians not to say that the cast is not full of hard working people or whatever like we don't really see much of their work lives but just to say i don't think that they're necessarily out here working harder than any average person but yeah. yet because of a lot of the times their families you know like in the show they kind of reel off oh this person's family made their money from oil and gas this person's family made their money from real estate this person's family one of them literally made their money from weapons like there's a whole vibe and you're just like it's actually nothing to do with how hard you work how hard you work may say something about your ability to sustain or make something more of it yeah. But it doesn't say anything about your ability to acquire that initial level. Like it's the level that they start off with is so high to the point yeah. where they can flex and they can be like, oh, I'm going to be an Instagram model. Oh, I'm going to be a DJ or whatever. Not that none of these things are not work, but just, you know what I mean? Like you just have so yeah. much more flexibility. I mean, DJ copy, right? And have fam, like. Yeah. DJ copy is the daughter of, Femi Otedola, and Femi Otedola is one of the richest men in, actually, in the world. He is a billionaire in U.S. dollars. He's worth slightly under $2 billion. You just have so much more flexibility. Yeah, even like, okay, you want to be a DJ. All those stuff, they cost money, but Mm. a lot of money. But when you don't have to worry about money, you're good. You have the connections to also get yourself to be heard in the right, like, other people are here hustling, like, but you, your farm has the connections to get you to the right Right. places to be heard and blah, blah. Like, there's just all these ways that all this connection stuff works. I mean, Alex and I talk about a certain somebody that we know from school where like after graduation decided to go and do whatever. I'm like, yeah, you can do that because your family has mad money. Like you literally know that you have a place to fall back on when it doesn't, if or when it doesn't work out. Like you, like one, the money to start all that, you're not worrying about that. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you're the kinds of loans that you can get from your family without interest, without having to prove your concept in any way, just because yeah. they believe in you and they trust you. And also, for the most part, they're rich enough to not care whether the money works out or not. <laughs> yeah, and like again, you know that if you fail, you're not going to be out on the street stranded. Exactly. Like you're going to be all right. Oh, shit, I don't have that kind of safety net. Um, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, hey, it's what I wish to provide for be able to provide for my kids, but I know yeah. that that's not like it's not my reality and all of that stuff. Yeah, sure, somebody like that now, make, look, DJ Copy. Now, I'm not saying she's not a good DJ. I don't know, but maybe she probably is. But it doesn't mean that she's worked harder than any other random DJ exactly. out on the streets. Probably I, she's worked less to be. If we're gonna maybe potentially because she's not start from zero, and yeah. I'm not saying like it's not like you have to start from zero to be respected, but my point just being like, it's there's a, a way that journey. just things make it easy. Yeah, exactly. It makes it easier. You cannot just come and say, oh, I'm a self-made woman. Oh, see, this is... <laughs> Remember? Mm-hmm. We had this conversation those years ago when Kylie Jenner, Abi, is that not her name? Yeah, that's her name. She said, they said she was the self-made woman. I'm just like, really? Really though? Because, mm-mm. And as we all knew when it was announced... And as was confirmed shortly after, Kylie Jenner wasn't even a billionaire. 
I'm not saying she hasn't worked hard. I'm not saying she hasn't taken advantage of the opportunities that she's had. I'm not saying any of that. But to call her self-made, like, I think that's a rage. <sighs> I'm just, I, I think we have to, inter- like, so many of us, I think also particularly Nigerians, like, there's a, there's a gearing towards exorbitant success. Like, people don't just want to be well off. They want to be millionaires. They want to be billionaires. Press. And yeah, and I think firstly, I think that kind of, it says a lot for how we end up, how we see wealthier people or people who are able to kind of use kind of, kind of methods to rise in the country, how we see them. But I just think that sometimes people don't care. Look at Hush Puppy. Ramon, aka Ray, aka Hush Puppy. Um, is an Instagram celebrity who turned out to be a massive, massive scammer. He was in Dubai flexing on the gram and authorities arrested him there, extradited him to the US, um, where he's currently in federal prison. So, yeah, scamming it. And I was like, you guys, you you all been knew that this yeah, guy was things. a scammer. You they knew don't. that. Money, no, but they knew. They no, I'm saying they know, but they don't care because yeah. money is access and positioning yourself yeah. next to money is is what a lot of people are taught to desire because we don't even have a framework of like middle class to aspire to. The yeah. aspiration that is set is Yo, super rich. There's no middle class in Nigeria. There's no I see that's the thing. So it's like even when people are pillaging money. They're always doing it in excess. I'm like, sometimes I do, I think to myself, even though I, obviously this is wrong and we should, I, I love when countries, like, I, I can't, I can't lie. I love when things happen in Canada and you can see them like punishing MPs over like tiny expenses because the principle of the matter is that you, if you misuse it, it doesn't matter whether you misuse a hundred dollars or a million, your position is one that is, you know, you're responsible to the public you're getting funded by taxpayers. You shouldn't be misusing any amount. But I do always, in my mind, I just think to myself, why do you people always have to overdo this corruption thing? Like you overdo it to the point of leaving nothing behind for the people. And it blows my mind. Like we're at a point where like, there's no sense of aspiration to like, oh, you know what? I could just make a decent middle-class level living enough to take care of myself take care of my fam, go on trips if I want to, have hobbies. Like, that is a great life. You don't need the aspiration of millionaire-dom or billionaire-dom to have a good life or to be successful. And I just think it is an interesting... I I don't know, whenever I come across Nigerians, I think that there's a certain... um, What's the word? Like an aspire to perspire to like there's a lot of it's a very aspirational, but you know what I mean? And there's that person, there's there's a go-getter attitude, which serves Nigerians really well in a lot of arenas for sure. But it, I'm also just like, in a lot of cases, not to say that, you know, you shouldn't work hard, attain wealth, but like the attaining wealth goal, there's a reason why. People in countries with good systems don't push for that as much because they know what it's like to have a good life without having to do that. Mm. Right? I think for I think a lot of the attitude, even in the, the US is kind of like this, where even the middle class is kind of strangled, 
right? For you to really have like flex life, get all the things that you want, especially when the um the standards of aspiration are a lot of flashy things, which is kind of different from places in Europe where like they don't really they don't really aspire to lots and lots of flashy things. So by the time you have your house, you have your family, you know, you can get a cottage, you can like things like that. You're Gucci and you're happy. And if you have more than that, excellent. But I think some of the aspiration to like these highest levels of wealth to the point where you're like willing to crush people along the way is so poisonous. This, what you're saying, I had this exact conversation yesterday. Really? No, I had this exact conversation yesterday. What you said even about embezzlement, like they want to just take everything and leave nothing. Because I said this, I was like, if you come into a position of leadership or power, okay, let's say it's a given, people embezzle money. Good. We know that. You or you've come here to gather money. Like, but do something. Like, I'm like, do you have to take it all? If you even do... And do one good thing. Do, right, if you do the minimum. Honestly, people will be talking about you for years that, ah, look, that president or that governor, look at the road that he did. Look at the, this that he implemented. Look at the hospital that he... No, really. People, no, because, for real. Let's be real. Because in Nigeria, we expect so little... Crumbs. The bar is the floor. The bar it's is actually the floor. Thank you very much. So if you do the barest of minimum, people will celebrate you... And then you can embezzle the rest. But no, you people decide that you want to em- take it all, leave nothing for everybody else. No, I, ha- I was saying this exact thing yesterday. Yeah. I shouldn't, like... The money that they cannot spend finish in their lifetime. Look at... Decades later, we'll still find still the Abacha money. Find money. General Sunny Abacha was the military leader of Nigeria from... 1993 to 1998 he is well known for being pretty much completely evil um so much so that on the day of his death there was celebrating in the streets in addition to his violence and killing and all the awful things he did to nigerians he's also really well known for stealing pretty much of Nigeria's money. Um, He stole so much that till this day, money of his is still being found in foreign accounts all over the world. Yeah, I don't know. I think even, I can't remember what I saw. It might have been like a lottery win announcement where it was like, oh, one person, that there's actually one ticket that has been sold for this lottery and the lottery is like 700 and something million dollars and I just thought to myself like you know I'm happy for the person who gets that money that's great but like the fact that there's a pool of 700 million dollars somewhere and then there's so many of us in different countries in the world who are like literally hustling for our next meal it feels so somehow yeah, but the pool of 700 million came from people who were hoping to win that. Now, yeah, be that, but that even, that, like, money. even that is so problematic. Like, why should anybody be having to put their faith in that system to get the returns? I'm not trying to put, put myself in opposition to the acquisition of wealth. It's just more so like, it's kind of like you look at the world and, for example, we have enough food for everybody on this planet. Mm-hmm. There's enough food. But the way things are set up, is that people are still dying for lack of food. Mm. You know, it's like, it's just to, to me, I just view it the same with the money. There's enough money 
Not that everybody will be the wealthiest person, but there's enough. There's a way we can set up this world where people have their basic needs met. Yeah. Right? And it just blows my mind that even the the nations with the infrastructure and the resources to pull it off always find reasons not to. <sighs> oh, I, I hear you. It does make me quite suspect of, of personal wealth because there's another thing that happens, I think, where people are like, we almost believe too much in our own generosity. There's this idea that like, oh, if I had a lot, I would give a lot. Like, you hear it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, every statistic we see about people who give, percentage-wise, middle-class people and even to poor, towards poorer people give away a lot more of their income than richer people. Like, this idea that your generosity goes up because you have more is actually a very flawed way of thinking. And this idea that like, oh, if, if I had my money to myself... I would give it away in the ways that matter most is also something that people, like I hear this perspective from people who are, um, you know, who would like to pay less taxes, for example. Um, mm -hmm. There's often this, this idea of like, well, you know, if I wasn't taxed as much then I'll donate more, I'll donate to all these things. I'm like, will you donate to Building Road? Will you donate to my community park? Like, will you donate, you know what I mean? Like, will you donate to some of these more, the things that governments do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, will you fund that? And also just look at the way things are set up when people move country. It's always people who are already just basically hustling to make it, sending sending hundreds and hundreds of whatever of their income back home to their families to help them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we see that so much. Or even in communities where like poorer people, those families are like, they're coming together. Somebody needs to, this person, you know, they want to help out this one kid. Everybody now has to pull the resources together. Like, and, and those amounts are so significant for those individuals. Like taking a hundred dollars from somebody who has a thousand is very different from taking a hundred dollars from somebody who has, you know, 10,000 or 100,000, very, very mm -hmm. different. So those dynamics are at play. And I'm like, I just look at the wealth situation and it just makes me sad because I'm like, it just, it doesn't have to be like this. Like we should not be having arguments over minimum wage increases. Like, you know, the amount of money that companies have made has gone up, the profits that companies are making, like we see, we see the stats those numbers go up while the numbers related to wages have stayed stagnant, which is why it literally brings for, us full people circle. People for Amazon, right? Like mm -hmm. being like, why are people making pennies when you are the, I mean, I guess he may be first or second richest. Yeah, I think I think Elon Musk might be the first now, but like, yeah, Yeah, right but then there. Elon Musk was the first and then he took over, like the next day he was back to second. So I don't oh, know really? which is richest. <laughs> Either yeah, way, he shot first or second. I can't, yeah. I can't say that I watch billionaires or care. No, I don't, but like <laughs> it was in the news somewhere. So yeah, like, yeah. You know, so he... First or second, that was significant. Like, why are they making mm -hmm. pennies? Like, you're really you're building your wealth off their backs. Um, the the minimum wage in my city here got increased, and I saw it, and I was upset because I think the minimum wage initially was, and I, I, even for giving, like, oh yeah, so the minimum wage was like fourteen dollars and some change before, mm -hmm. and then it increased to fourteen dollars and some more change. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and, and you live like, in such an expensive and I was like, place as well. Why are you even announcing this as a thing? Because this is as a point of irritating. Like I was, I, I was annoyed genuinely, I, to the point that you made. 
I have thought about it before. I've thought about it. I was like, I've different, I was like how do people who work at like McDonald's, how do they afford to live here? I've really thought about it multiple mm-hmm. times because as you said, thank God I make good money. But I know that sometimes I'm literally crunching numbers. I've like been like, <laughs> how do things add up this yeah. month? And I don't get it. Housing is so expensive. Nothing is cheap. Like, how do people make... Okay, yes, let's say people who even work at, like, McDonald's or people... Because we cannot say... People have to work at McDonald's. People have to help, help yeah. at the grocery store. And, people and, have to work at other places. Or teachers, for example. I've heard of, like, teachers, like, having to live so far away because... Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, this cannot... It's not tenable. It's not sustainable. But, Chama, like, you raised such a great point about people have to do these things, right? Like we've seen through this pandemic as well, this idea of who's essential. Mm-hmm. It's become clear who is who needs to be working when everything stops. And a lot of those jobs are lower paid or uh, minimum wage. And I just think to myself like, okay, if we as a, as a society can open our eyes and we can agree and we can see that we need all these roles. Like as much as we need the doctor, we need the person who is, is going to take out the, the trash you know we need the person who's going to work at mcdonald's we need the nurse we need the teacher we you know we we need we, the grocery store yeah attendants. we, we have, oh. have we all see that for everything to go around we can't all be doctors right like we can't we can't all, all work in be, tech right we can't all work in tech so i'm just like okay if we understand this as a social contract why can't we open our hearts to do better about making sure that, you know what, we need these to make our world go around. So let's make sure that these people can take care of themselves and not be wondering, not having to work three jobs, not living paycheck to paycheck. Like, I've it, really thought about it. I don't know how, how people, somebody making me know which can live so in, in, this, in, the, in, in this area. I, do, I honestly do not know. I don't know. Um. This to me is like kind of a full circle back to the rent conversation that we started with. Because ultimately, it's like you're talking about minimum wage and like that stuff staying stagnant and like things generally related to wage and pay amounts staying stagnant. And that is literally why we find ourselves in situations where rent and all these things like eat up so much of our income and put so many people in situations where they do do not have a living wage because the cost for all increases those things, every year yeah the cost of all those I mean, things goes pandemic up aside, every year yeah. every year every year but then your wage is not changing well it's not changing as an equal percentage isn't at it? all like, I, I live in a rent control apartment it's not cheap mm-hmm. it's rent control to the point that they cannot increase the rent by more than five percent in a year but you can increase the rent 5%. Imagine you increased it 5% every year. And they incre- How- no, and they increase every single year. Again, I wanted to say thank God for the pandemic. But in this case, it's the pandemic that has helped that my rent yeah. increase. I was like, you know what? I'm so thankful because... Yo, deep, how, deep, deep what the pandemic will have done to people who were already on their last legs. Yeah. Oh, it's so devastating. It's like we look at our world and we see that we need everyone in these roles even the roles that we consider minimum wage yet we're not willing to say okay your participation in that role is worthy of you to have a wage that you can live on yeah it's so upsetting and the most upsetting part of it is that it's unnecessary like it's actually unnecessary because people talk about like oh it's such a big change it's such a big change like actually these things wouldn't be big changes if we if we were making them gradually if the way that your apartment 
increased rent every year. Wages had a structure of in- increasing every year. That was whether it was tied to inflation or tied to some other mm-hmm. living wage calculation or some kind of system. If we built it in, then there wouldn't be this huge outcry when it has to m- make a big jump or even a jump of, as you said, pennies. Oh. No, I have to find that because I'm going to get enraged. I was upset. It's was truly so... upsetting. It's truly upsetting. <laughs> I think, okay, so I lied. It wasn't $14 and change. I think it was $15.45 before, and now it's $15.65. Oh my gosh, thank uh-huh. you so much for that 20 cents. Um, yeah, no, okay, no, no, okay. So it depends on where you look. Apparently, it went from $15.25 <laughs> to $15.45. I think people complained a lot, and now it's at $15.65. So big... either way, forty cents. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm it. sure some politician is saying that that they made an an additional hundred percent increase. <laughs> it's just oh my just crazy, crazy. I saw that. I was like, really, not one dollar, yeah. actual pennies. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I know. It just hurts. Like. I feel so lucky and blessed and extremely privileged to be in the situation I'm in, but I'm just like, it shouldn't have to be a privilege to be able to live. Like, back to the matter is, as we always say, nobody asked to be born. Like, you literally did not ask to be here, to hustle, to work. You did not ask to be here. You are now here. And I, I don't know. I know a lot of people are very attached to this idea of like, you should work to earn so da, da, da. I'm like, I don't know if I buy that so much, to be honest. I'm like, I think I, mean, I we think know that should... the people who actually earn the most, it's not because they work the most. For yeah. One. It might be a controversial opinion, but I kind of think you should be able to at least get basic needs, even if you don't do anything. I'm not lying. Like, I genuinely think basic needs, like a roof overhead, food, food, to, food to eat, water to drink. I don't think a human should have to exert anything to have those things. And the fact of the matter from what we know in every study attached to like living wages and basic income is that for the most part, people want to work. Like people actually Mm -hmm. want to work. They want to contribute to their communities. Um, And there's some, and I I feel like the person who's like, you know what? I'm not about this race. I would just love to be the community bin man. That person should be able to do that and make a living wage. But also, I mean, we say <laughs> like, this like it's honorable work, isn't it? It's like, so what is work. like? And it's contributing hard work to your community. I'll be sleeping like this on the days that they come, and I'm ready here, super early in the morning. They've come. You have to get out of the vehicle every time, carry heavy thing. I mean, it's no easy work, oh. It's actually like, not. I, I I really say this like. We, the, those of us who work in all these offices, this quote-unquote, this high-paying job, we actually we're, we're do, more cushy, we don't eh? do a lot. <laughs> we don't do, we don't actually like compared do a lot. To, it's not a lot of physical exertion. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's thinking and the skill acquisition and all of that, but that's like, what what is to say that my job is so much more valuable than somebody else's? Like, we do have mm-hmm. this arbitrary system and... It just shouldn't be that. Like at very minimum, you should be able to live off the work. Like you're working, you're contributing. Yeah. Whether it's delivering mail, whether it's at the grocery store, 
Like unless you should be able to and then we'll know that you know right. there's a problem. Like, like, like we've seen, like we've mm-hmm. seen how people freaked out. Mail wasn't being like when these systems stop, it has such a big impact. So why not make sure that the people who are contributing to these systems working are doing well? They can take care of themselves. You know, it shouldn't be like you should be able to. You know, you take your spouse on a trip, take a break and go on holiday. That's another thing with with um. Not as much. I think I'm. I'm really happy for in to live in Canada for this reason. And I think you're also you're also someone who works in a, in a company. And I think the tech industry is better about this in general. But some of the culture around time off work is so mm. dangerous. Like the like the culture around, you know, not not having like a built in system of, of vacations and being penalized for being sick. All these mm. kinds of things. I'm just like why like all of us that are sitting and working like yeah some people really like their jobs and that's great but for the most part like we all know that it is nice to be able to say oh man I'm not feeling up to it today or I'm actually unwell today or oh actually me and my family have not spent much time together like I want to take some time off and not feel like you're being punished for it or not have pay you know not have pay Mm. because you want some time off like Anyway, it's just upsetting. It's just upsetting and most upsetting because it's unnecessary. I hear you. But with all that being said, I would like to be wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I made sure to clarify that this is not an anti-wealth commentary. It's more so a actually like there should be just more paths to wealth. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why there's so much wealth gate- gatekeeping happening. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. Like, yeah, but it I, would be... Like, most of the reason why we we aspire to wealth or why a lot of people aspire to wealth is is not necessarily the wealth itself. It's what the wealth provides, right? It's like it gives this certain level of access, certain level of freedom. In somewhere like Nigeria, it gives a lot of power which when you're living in a country where you're in many ways powerless, that is a very appealing proposition. Yeah. Like in Nigeria, wealth is the difference between standing in line and not standing in line. <laughs> yeah. It's also the difference between somebody calling you sir or girl or just like straight up calling you boy or girl. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's honestly the difference between you get, you know, it's like, it's like literally the difference between life and death sometimes. Yeah, for real, for real. Being able to for say, real. do you know Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> All of this that we've said, me as a personality, I would still like to be rich and wealthy because yeah. I don't want my kids to suffer again. I don't want my generation to suffer again as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think that's the struggle. It's like all that we know for sure now is that this hustle life in it and the way to not have to be mm-hmm. hustling and suffering is to have money that's really it exactly i want to pull a note dollar and carry all of my children and buy all of them ferraris <laughs> on the same day that's the dream <laughs> that is the dream yeah. or pull one of those rich wife you know someone pulls up to you with their phone Oh, what you do? Like, I'm married. I'm married. <laughs> you know, speaking of, as a matter of fact, uh, 
any of you listening if you have money or you know people who have money single and unmarried so wow you can slide in our dms <laughs> I'm just saying, we've been entertaining, we've been entertaining your, you know, it's only fair, we give you good content, and you can give us a future of relaxing, and being taken care of, and spending someone else's money. And being taken care of, being yes. flewed out. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, what questions do we have for the people today? Okay, I would like to know if you could be, you know, well off, comfortable, you have everything that you need, but everybody else in the world is also comfortable, too. everybody has everything they need, or you could have mad money, but then also there are mad poor people, as it is in the world today, which would you pick? So would you rather everybody's all comfy or you have all the money and some people are still struggling? What would you choose? Yeah, I'm actually really interested to hear this. This feels like a nice little sociological experiment. Separating the sheep from See, the me, I'm not going to judge you. Me, <laughs> me too, I will judge, but me, I won't judge. Uh, I'm just... You I'll know you will judge. in the so. background. You, yeah, I know. I can't pretend I won't judge, but we'll see. We'll see what the people say. I won't judge. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... And then the other thing that I'm interested to know is if you had Hella Muller, all of the monies in all of the world, what would be your like dream extravagant purchase what's that thing that you want that you know you'd be looking at your bank account right now and there's not quite enough zeros that's a good one yeah that's a good one <laughs> i i don't know that i've ever really talked about it i think i have to think and and yeah hmm, i'll go think about when that figure it out no when you figure it out let us know we'll do Anyway, thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. Um, take yeah, care of yourself and we will talk to you soon. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Love you too. Thanks so much for listening. Are You Me was created by the two of us. It's edited by our sister Misha and produced by our friend Falaran in partnership with Yawa. We love you guys. The music was produced by the incredible David, a.k.a. Dalet. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we drop a new conversation. And if you liked what you heard, give us all the stars and a good review. And also, tell a friend to tell a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us an email at areyoumepodcast at gmail.com. We send out periodic newsletters with fun bonus content. Sign up on our website at ayumipodcast.com. Take good care of yourself. Till next time, this has been Are You Me? Me?